Don't you love technology? Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to, to be here to worship on Sunday. Uh, yeah, if you listen to the podcast, you caught a bunch of rambling as we're just getting started. It's fun to get all of our technology going at the same time. And uh, so uh, I appreciate all those that are tuning in on Facebook. Uh, I know some of you watch us live and some watch it when we, we upload the video afterwards. And some of you listened on our podcast. So thank you for being with us. I urge you to continue to pray for one another. And, and hopefully before long, we can get back to worshiping together. Looking forward to that day. But until they tell us we can, we'll keep doing what we're doing. And even when we do start getting to come back to God's house to worship, we're going to continue doing our podcast continue our live services and, and reaching people that way. Well, let's get started with a word of prayer this morning and we'll get into it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this wonderful day. Father, as we come to you, Lord, I lift up the church to you. Lord, I ask you to be with each each and every one. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, those that are are, are having to be on the front lines and working are, are ones who have to continue to go out. So Lord, I pray you watch over them. Lord, for those that, whose, whose jobs have been lost during this time in our church, Lord, I pray Pray that you just bless them, help them to, to find a new job when this is all over, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, just protect their family during this. Father, and for those that are, are stuck at home, Lord, I know it's been hard. It's not easy to continue to do this. Father, I pray you watch over and keep them safe. Lord, I pray most of all that you keep everybody healthy, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that there are some of our church family, and Lord, we've been had some that's had to face sicknesses. Lord, they've had to go to the hospital for different things and, and be alone during this time. Father, I pray that you just touch their bodies, heal them, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. And Lord, just keep us in your will, keep us in your eye, Lord, that we might do what's right during this time, Father, that we'll be what we need to be. Again, Father, I thank you for all that you're doing. Lord, just bless us as we come together to worship this morning. Father, as we come to sing, and Lord, just to, to get into your word, thank you for all that you do. In the Lord's name I pray, amen. So like I said, welcome this morning as we get ready to do a little singing. Uh, y'all listen to Gina, try not to hear me. Uh, I listened to my, some of the podcasts the other day and I said, man, poor Gina. She's up there with somebody that sounds like a bullfrog that's dying. And, uh, but I, I like making a joyful noise. That's what my God tells me to do. So we're going to just get into do a little praising. Gina, it's all you now. Oh, thanks. All right. Um, page 40 in the Baptist Hymnal.
Birthdays and anniversaries. <laughs> yeah, don't y'all miss that sometimes? Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah. Happy uh, uh, today, take your Bibles, turn to Psalms 119. Psalms 119, we're going to go to verse 71. That's a long psalm, so it's like right in the middle of your Bible. So, Psalms 119. The title of my sermon today is, What Have You Learned? I've watched on Facebook all these people who says, when you come out of this, you've ought to learn something. Uh, uh, some people have took up a new hobby or something different. Some of us learned that being at home, you eat an awful lot. And, and, and hey, we've learned that pants get tight. So, you know, uh, uh, different things. But the thing, you listen to what the psalmist says, he, had a, he learned to have a love for God's word. Listen to verses 71 through 73. It said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statues. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Thy hands have made me, fashioned me, given me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. If you think about it, it said that the psalmist said it, he had to go through afflictions before he started to learn about God's word. And sometimes that's what we got to do. Something's got to happen to us before we get into God's word. And I pray that during this time, during this virus, when everybody's stuck at home, maybe one thing you do do is get into God's word and start to learn about it. <clears throat> I fear there's going to be one of two things going to happen. Excuse me. <clears throat> well, when everything's blooming, it kills me. But one of two things is going to happen to people. During this time, either they're going to get closer to God or they're going to get to where they're comfortable and not even think about church, not even think about the Bible, not even think about God, period. You know, you think about it during this time, if you're stuck at home, if you're, if you're not having to go out and go to work every day, every day starts to run together. Then how easy it is during those times to put God on the back burner. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. But I, I like what the psalmist said. He said, it was good that I've been afflicted that I might learn that statues because a lot of times when we do get something happen to us that's when we finally turn away from ourselves and turn back to God you know l listen to to this from Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 11 it says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your your ways saith the Lord for as heaven are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts 
For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, both watered the earth and bringeth forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so my word shall go forth out of my mouth, that it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereunto I sent it. You think God said my word will grow no matter what happens to it. He says, you don't think like I do. You don't understand the ways I do. But one thing's for sure, his word doesn't change. During this time, I pray that you get into his word because it's not going to go out void. You know, it's amazing. We can do all kinds of things, but we sometimes forget we ought to read our Bible every day. We ought to study it a little bit. You know, I, I, I've got some people I know, they'll say, well, what, God, what do you want me to show you? They open their Bible and say, well, okay, I read that one verse and go on. Well, hey, if you're doing that, at least you're reading God's word. But I urge you to get into it. Read everything around it. Find out what God has to say. You know, one thing about his word, it doesn't go out void. And, and I think about one set of verses that, that never go out void. That's John three sixteen and 17. This says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I love the next verse. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him might be saved. You know, one thing I pray happens during this time while people are at home, they do get into God's word. And if they don't hear any other verse, they hear that verse. Then they understand that, that God loves them and, and, and that he sent his son. Because if you think about that verse, it lets us know one thing important. We're all sinners. Everybody sinned. Paul said it best. He said in Romans 3, 23, for all the sin comes short of the glory of God. Now, I think about this, while, while, while you're thinking about God's word and you realize that God says everybody's a sinner, what does that mean? It means that, that sin, there's a problem with it. If everybody's a sinner, there's a consequence to sin. Paul said in, in, in Romans six twenty three, he says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is the eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God sent his son. Why? Because he wants to give you eternal life. I love what it talks about the gift. You know, he commended his, Paul said in Romans 5, 8, God commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You, you ever think about that love that he gave us? That word he talks about here, the things he says? You, you, you want purpose in life? You want to understand what you've got to do and learn something new? Listen to what Paul said in Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. That if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thine heart, God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The you know, one thing I pray that happens is that people hear God's word and get saved. And, and it, it's a wonderful thing. It don't go out void. It talks about what are you getting saved from? From eternal death, eternal separation from God. And it's the simplest thing in the world. Pray a prayer. Ask God into your heart. Mean what you say. You know, say, you know, first you got to admit you're a sinner. And you got to tell God that you believe he's your son. And that he died for you and he raised him again. It's a simple prayer. It may be something like this. Say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that Christ is your son. That I believe that he died for my sins. That you raised him from, to life. And I trust him to be my savior. And will follow him as Lord from this day forward. And I give my life into you. And to you to, to, and to do your will. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You don't have to say it word for word what I say, but you just got to say something similar to it. 
And that's the greatest thing about it. Now, you know, you know, if Christ is your savior, then what do you do from there? If you're a child of God, what have you learned? You know, I, I, as everybody should be continuously growing. From the time I got saved, I remember when I got saved, I was a young boy. I didn't know nothing about the Bible. Man, I, I, I didn't understand it. I, I, I didn't know the stories. I wasn't brought up in church. I didn't, wasn't read the Bible as a child. But when I got saved, God opened my heart to his word. Now, the, I had to learn it. And, and, and let me tell you, first time you open, you go, this don't make sense. But when you're God's child, he starts to let you understand what that word means. Now, what I love about his word is it's a, a living word. It changes daily. You can read a verse one day, then God can say, I'm going to teach you about this. And then a couple of days later, go back to that same verse. And God opens your eyes and your heart to something different with the same word. Yeah, so you say, well, I, I've had people say, well, I've read the Bible from cover to cover. Well, praise God. That's an awesome thing. Go back and do it again. No, I, I, I'm dyslexic. So I had this awesome thing. I've read books before and I've turned around and reread them and it's a totally different story. But you know what? God's word, the stories are the same, but the meanings change the more you grow. So what have you learned? You know, I, I hope that during this time, maybe you've really learned to pray. Like in Luke, you know, uh, the, the disciples asked Jesus, he said, they said, teach us to pray like, like John taught his disciples. So he did, but I like, I like in Matthew when Jesus talks about prayer. Listen to this, Matthew 6, verses 5 through 13. It says, when thou prayest. Thou should not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and the Father which seeth thee in secret shall reward thee openly. Now, think about this. It took a pandemic for God to get us to listen to this verse, didn't it? Church, he, he told us, he, he, he took a lot of us and had put you in the house, away from all distractions, away from everything that bothers you. And so now all you got really to focus on is you can either watch the news and become depressed or you can get into God's word and get excited and start to talk about it and start to talk about the one who wrote it to you Amen. and start to pray a little bit. You know, I, I, he even gave us an example of how to pray. Let, listen to this. He said in verse 9 uh, of Matthew 6, he says, Then after this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You know, you, you think about this. First thing he, he tells us in the same, he, he gives us an example. He starts off by telling us who to pray to. You know, uh, we need to be sure we're grasping who we're praying to. You know, uh, we're praying to the one who is God. You know, the, the Psalms 100 verse 3 says, Know ye that the Lord is God, that he hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep 
of his pastor. What a lot of us tend to do as, as we go on from day to day and our prayer life starts to show this, we take God who is our Lord and who created us, put him in a box or, or in a fire cabinet and we break them during the time of emergencies. Maybe that's why God gave us a, a worldwide emergency to wake the church up, say, I want you to realize who's in charge. You know, so it, he, God is in charge. He is God alone. He, 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 he's not somebody you box up. He wanted us to, to pray with the desire that God's will is done. Listen to what he said. He, he, once you, you, you hallow his name, and you, you think, he says, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. How many of us pray, God, your will? I, I, I'm bad about this. I, I take God, here's what I want you to do. Doom. And I expect him to follow my plans. God don't work that way. Remember what he said in Isaiah? My ways are not your way. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And I'm so glad because most of the time my way usually doesn't end up well. Uh, that's like uh, uh, me and my son-in-law, John, we worked on a car. Well, guess what? My way didn't end up well. We left after a day of working on it, it not working. He had to go back and fix it without me. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes that's the way God is with me. Let me take care of it. Turn it over to somebody who knows what they're doing, Steve. Thy will be done. Not your will, but his will. You know, if we would just get, get out of this. You think about it. God's, he, he says, thy will be done. Listen how he put this. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know why Jesus put that there? Because in heaven, there is no disobedience. But here our problem is we're disobedient. We're like little kids who don't get our way. God, I, I want to do this. And he says, no, I want you to do it my way, Steve. Thy will be done. You know, uh, let, let, listen to what he says next. The, the right kind of prayer brings it fr us freely to God with our needs. As he goes a little further into it, he, he gets into it. He says, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. These things he's talking about were needs that are in our life. Sometimes we, we, we start off the prayer, God, I need this. And God says, pray to me first. Get that relationship. Make sure things are right. He, he does want to hear your needs. That's why he tells us, ask you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. These things that are here, this give us our daily bread. He wasn't talking about the manna from heaven here. He was talking about actual food, things that you need in your life. Forgiveness, your debts, problems that you have. So it's things he said, bring those to me. Now, you, you, you need daily provision. You need forgiveness. We need strength in the face of temptation. Because he says, lead us not into temptation. You know, we, we, we need to understand the right kind of prayer. Praying is what God wants us to do. And maybe he removed you from everything to put you in a place that you understand that. Maybe it's like me. I go out every day and I got to realize, hey, I need to pray more now than I ever have. You know, I think something else maybe he's wanting us to learn during this time. He wants us to increase our faith. Luke 17 verses 5 and 6, and the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith grain of a, as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to the sycamore tree, 
Be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey thee. (laughs) I think our problem is our faith is relied on as what we're focusing on. You ever notice that? When, when, When things are going well, we focus on everything but God. Everything goes good. When things start getting bad, we start to focus on God. But sometimes you focus more on the bad thing than you do on God. We break God out as that last resort, that last little bit. How much faith do you have? Jesus said this in Matthew 22, 37. He says, unto him that shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. See, if that's the way we live, if Jesus is love with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind, You know what you're going to be focused on in your prayer life? Jesus. Your faith will be more because Jesus is guiding you. He's showing you what to do. He's the Lord of your life. He's not just something that's there on Sundays or or when problems come. You know, you, you think about the disciples. Lord, increase our faith. They were with Jesus the whole time. Before the pandemic, we were living our lives, doing everything. Was Jesus with you the whole time, or have you just now started to realize it? Maybe that's something you need to do. Lord, increase my faith. Maybe one thing you need to learn is just how to maintain. Now, I, I like the jokes it shows now about uh, how you know, everybody gaining weight, which that's just an issue for me constantly anyway. And, and you know, some people say, well, if you can just do this to maintain. Our problem is like this. It's like it, you might gain weight because you're not exercising or going out like doing things, getting away from food. But if you've, your mind is not focused on God, are you maintaining your walk with the Lord during this time? When, you're, don't have your, when your daily routine becomes disturbed, and you don't have church for Wednesday nights. You don't have church on Sunday nights. How are you maintaining your faith, your prayers, and your walk? Paul told Titus in Titus chapter 3, verse 14, he says, And let also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that thou be not unfruitful. Yeah, he said, maintain your good works. It's kind of hard to do right now, isn't it? I mean, James said this. He said, James chapter 2, verse 14 through 18, he says, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother be or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart, be in peace, be ye warmed and filled, not with understanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, if it, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. You might say, well, preacher, we're stuck at home. How can we get out and do anything? You know, my question is, what does your heart tell you? Right now as a church, our heart and desire should be burning to get out to serve. It ought to be bothering us. We can't worship together. It ought to be bothering us that their people might be hurting. 
Yeah, we can't get out right now, but are you maintaining that desire in your heart to serve God, to do more, to reach more? You know, when we do finally get released where we can go out and, and be everywhere, what are you going to do? Have you become so content that on, on the Sundays and <clears throat> during the week, well, I pray every once in a while. I read my Bible every once in a while. I watch Facebook or listen to a podcast. Let me tell you a secret. Satan knows all about this book, but he ain't doing nothing to further the gospel. What are you going to do? Are you ready for it? You know, I, I thought, I said, you know, Lord, one thing this has opened my eyes to is sometimes I can be lazy. And I can be content. Sometimes my fire goes out a little bit. And I need to do more to keep it going, to maintain my walk. <coughs> Maybe that's why you, you might need to, to learn to appreciate. You never realize what you've lost until it's gone. Paul said in Ephesians 1, verse 3, he said, Blessed be the Father and the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. I thought about this week, what have I lost during this time? Fellowship. Boy, I miss that. You know, one thing about our church, fellowship, this hall alley here in the center during fellowship time, you can't get up and, and down it half the time. If you make it from the front to the back in the time the music's played, you've accomplished something. I just miss being with people. Oh, I go to work and I'm around people all the time, but I miss my family. You see, one thing about being a child of God, it's not just a, a group of people who come and listen to music, listen to preaching. You become family. You, it, it becomes something to you. If it doesn't, then let me ask you a question. What do you got? You know, uh, I believe that the closer we are to God, the closer we become to each other. And I miss the fellowship. I miss the joy of the community worship where we're all singing. I, I love, I tell you, the, the first Sunday we was here, Gina was still out of town, and I missed singing, and you probably didn't want to hear me do that, but I miss joining in with others, making a joyful noise unto my Lord. Uh, you know, if, if, if this is how you sing when you're in church, you might need to do a little checkup of your heart. Because when it's been removed and you can't praise with other saints, boy, you miss it. And let me tell you, if you don't like it, you're not going to like heaven. <laughs> but I miss that. I miss the, the, the freedom we have as believers. Question is, if you've missed that, will you ever try to hinder the spirit again? Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting in verse 16, he said, rejoice evermore. I miss the rejoicing among the believers. He said, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 
We should never take for granted the ability to come to his house again. Some of you have never been to Sunday school. Let me tell you, you've missed something. It's where we learn. You ought to enjoy it every once in a while. Because when it's removed, what are you going to do? Now, I, I think about our, our, our family night on Wednesday night. It's the last Wednesday night of the month. I miss that. Where we just all come and do what we all do best, eat and fellowship. But when it's not there, you miss it. Verse 19, he said, though, quench not the spirit. So many times in our lives, we've came to church. Maybe you're angry. Maybe somebody sitting in your pew or somebody wore the same clothes you wore that day or somebody that you just don't like comes to church and you sit there You ever think about people watch you? What about when the Spirit's talking to you and it's time for the invitation and God says you need to go forward, but everybody will think something about me. Maybe God's telling you to stand up. You know, say amen every once in a while. Well, somebody might hear me. God says share your testimony. I don't have a fire, hellfire and brimstone testimony. And God saved you. Quench not the spirit, he says. How many times have we? You think, though, when it all said and done, the things that you have missed that's been taken from you. Listen to this verse in Joel chapter 2, verse 25. God said, and I will restore unto you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. God sent a plague among the children of Israel to get their attention, that they might remember who he was and what, he, what part he played in their life, that he might restore to them the joy <laughs> And the happiness. If you don't learn nothing else, learn what you've missed. Thank God for the things he's given you. And I'm going to close with this. The last thing to learn is we need to learn to watch. Mark chapter 13, verses 33 through 37, Jesus says, Take heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is, for the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and every man to his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at evening or at midnight, or at the cock crowing or in the morning. At least suddenly when he finds you sleeping, and what I say unto you and all, watch. My prayer is that we watch. Because according to the word of God, he could come at any time. Prophecies are ready. Things have been fulfilled. Wouldn't it be amazing during this pandemic if he called the church home? How many people would even miss 
what happened. Are you ready? Are you learning what God wants you to learn during this time? I pray you are. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you this morning, thanking you for all that you do. Father, within the sound of our voice and the, 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 the video, Lord, I pray that that if somebody needs to come to you, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, they might be out of your will. They might have just gotten just away from you. Lord, that they take time to, to get on their knees and to talk to you again. To draw closer to you. To reestablish the things they've forgotten. And Lord, maybe there's someone out there for the first time realize they need you. Lord, let them pray that prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, watch over us as we go from day to day. Be with the church. Be with your children. And help us to do what needs to be done to reach the lost. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. And then 